0: Hey everyone and welcome to co-creating with AI. This week I have as always my dear co-host with me Rasmus. How are you today Rasmus? I'm um, good, a bit tired uh, but uh, ah, lots of fun stuff happening so can't complain. Uh, how are you doing? Me as well. Uh, I'm, uh, I love... Uh, the the exploration of of this year uh, in AI and uh, everything going on and also just our everyday work is just amazing to be in as a as a context for that and uh, and uh, what we're going to talk about today is autonomous AI but just because that's definitely where we see the future is heading uh, it's where we are right now but autonomy what we see now is nothing like what autonomy we'll see uh tomorrow so uh maybe you want to start there rasmus what is uh, autonomous ai for you sure i mean i think it ties back to one of the earliest conversations we had which is
1: like boundaries so i would say um autonomy is is like it's almost the size of the boundary so like it's it's like degrees of freedom in math so the more like we can the more of a wide boundary we can allow something to act in, the more autonomous it is. Um, and uh, I think with AI, that definitely ties into the usage of tools. So uh, now that we're giving these models more and more tools to use, whether it's you know directly in ChatGPT and the plugin exos- ecosystem they're developing, or it's within this uh, open source projects like AutoGPT and uh, BabyAGI, um, it's really about like, okay, hey, we set the boundaries for you. Right, these are my objectives and this is the first task is usually what they start with and then it can start accomplishing those tasks by uh, a number of tools like browsing, uh, etc. Um, so I think that's, that's sort of what's so interesting about this is uh, it's not that you have to like pr- do every prompt like do this for me. That's like you, you can always sense it right if you would have someone you're working with and you're like have to tell them everything they have to do, then you wouldn't say that's a very autonomous person that you are working with. Uh, so I think that's kind of that's kind of the
0: key thing and the, the exciting thing for me. Um, how about you? Yeah, definitely. I uh, love the title of this podcast. We're co creating with AI because I really believe uh, of of that synergy between human and AI, and I uh, know you do too as well, Arismas. But um, and so what we're saying with autonomous is not like completely detached from from co-creating with humans, but at least like work is going on with me without me prompting the AI continuously, and so that for me that like that's the most bare bones definition of of autonomy that the AI is doing stuff without me continuously like keeping it working, like, and and it's sort of the meaning from both me and AI that in the in the general case, the case what's What's offered by the standard tools right now is just that—like yeah. nothing happens if you don't keep poking the AI.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's it's really like it's such a like if you look at the technical like foundation of these like uh, first generation autonomous frameworks, they're very very limited in what they actually like. It, it's like very small code base, etc. Mm-hmm. But it really is like a fundamental difference because of what you say. I think, um, just the fact that, you know, it's actually doing something without you. It's not like that. That's like a little bit like, you know, I, I have a hammer, that's a tool, right? But it's not gonna hit the nail without me being there. Whereas a manuf I, I don't know, whereas I guess maybe a manufacturing robot would be something that's, you know, at least like you said, it as a goal and that it does it, but it's, I don't know, it's its something um, I, and I also think actually the interesting thing here is like, if I compare it to the manufacturing robot, is that I will most likely define very strictly what the manufacturing robot will be uh, and do on the assembly line. Whereas in this case, it's its a bit different. I give it the tools, you can browse, you can do this, you can spin up sub agents that do things for you. Uh, and then I'm not really sure what, like, in in what way it's going to do that. It even writes its own task list. So there's there's something quite fundamentally different, uh, I think here. Um, that's going to be very very interesting to explore and like and think about what it will look like in the future. Um, yeah. What do you think? Like, what's what's kind of the the aha moment? Like when you think about this, in, I don't know, in your life or work or like, what's uh, what's been most exciting about this for you?
0: Um, I I think for me, what is exciting about uh, the sort of self driving aspect of of some of the autonomous AI projects uh, that are um, publicly written a lot about right now, the, the exciting aspect aspect is that it's fulfilling the uh, the greater promise. Um, and I I sincerely think that if ChatGPT would have been launched as AutoGPT instead. It the the public outrage would have been just shutting it down immediately. It would be immediately like really super black headlines about Microsoft is coming to steal our jobs. Like they, that would be it would be so scary. And the thing is that it is that scary. Like it is coming to steal our jobs. It, I I I think it's only like two three years before before. A I can replace most most knowledge workers, which is like most most of my friends and myself. Like, and it will not that that change will not happen rapidly, but the, the possibility is there for an A I to take most jobs in just two years from now, and and that is scary and uh, exciting. That 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 fear is also exciting, like getting on a roller coaster, but this is not like it's it's the entire world getting on a roller coaster.
1: Yeah, I mean that is that is um, I think one of, what's what's quite cool there, I don't know, it sort of it doesn't tie directly into what you say, but it's like ChatGPT was like the f- fastest app to you know grow, basically. You know, first app to a million users, I think, fast app to ten and hundred as well. And I'm not sure about this, but but I would almost bet that Uh, AutoGPT has been like the fastest growing uh, GitHub project of all times in terms of stars and uh, and people using it. Um, I'm not sure, but it's been very, 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 very fast. And so I think it's and then you're talking about this like this fear slash excitement and around it. And I'm just like, there must be something fundamentally like as humans that we're drawn to in this. Because it's like it's it's so captivating, whether it's Chat GPT or it's um, or it's Auto GPT. Like, what what do you think that is? Like, if we just take the positive frame, what do you think like pulls people in? Because I don't think, I don't know. I would guess most people aren't drawn into it because of hey, this is going to take my job. I'm scared. I need to look at it. It's like it's something
0: else that we're getting like really excited about. What do you
1: think? I
0: I think it's uh, the the excitement of. Uh... The, the, the prospect of basically owning something powerful mm. or using something powerful and okay. and that like the the why do people want faster cars mm. uh, or why do they want a bigger boat i think this is like they want a smarter machine kind of thing and 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 I I listened to Max Tegmark uh, interview uh, by Alex Friedman uh, recently and and he makes this analogy like if if the neanderthals um, uh was was the uh, the species to to sort of invent um a, a brighter version of themselves Uh, if Neanderthals would have invented Homo sapiens, basically like bioengineered two Homo sapiens babies, would that be advisable for them to do? Uh, Knowing, like in hindsight, that Homo sapiens later eradicated Neanderthals from from the earth. And and that's just an example. He says that basically every species that are no longer needed have been, uh, if not extinct, and almost depleted but uh, in an in any ecosystem on earth but um i feel like um my fear is not is not going that far and i my fear is sort of um uh, that uh, like uh, wanting to understand that more powerful mechanism and what like how can this be useful and be made useful and i think that's like where i
1: i, I my, my gut feel is um I mean, maybe it's true. It's like this sense of, wow, this is really powerful, I think. And that's probably true as well for me. And and I think for or at least part of it or another drive or for a lot of people, it's almost like I, I feel like if you take a positive imagination of the future, like an optimistic, it's like the kind of post-scarcity kind of you look at the world today, you look at kind of the, the stuff that's... Um, um, that we have to do and that doesn't work well, et cetera. You can almost imagine AGI solving or like AI, like autonomous AI, solving a lot of that. Like, I think it's, it's almost like this, this portal, imaginary portal, true or not, we'll see. Uh, we can, we can talk about that as well, but to, uh, uh like a very abundant future where, and a very creative future, I mean, if I look at myself and I think let's get into that as well, like practically, like uh, what can these autonomous agents do now and, and or at least will be like able to do soon. Um, but for me, I'm, I'm really excited about like the creative output I'm going to be able to to have uh, and also all the stuff I won't have to do <laughs> that I don't like that I do, but like that I don't really want to do, whether that's part of
0: work or, or private life. Um, I, just to just to make a remark there that I was just thinking about that that the promise of autonomy autonomous AI is to give us as a user autonomy. Yeah. Right. That like I'm looking at this thing, it, it can obviously be a creative force in my life, so I can have autonomy in the way that I don't have to uh, go and bug other people to create this kind of. Things for me. This, it, I can, I can write code without a coder. I can design things without a designer. I can paint art without having uh, like having to rely on an artist. It gives me a lot of autonomy in my own creative ways, by by offering me a new, a new, um well, let's say, say a new agent or a new entity to co-create with. Yeah. I mean, if I take the example of
1: like autonomous cars, which are, you know, likely, I think, within the Relative near future, depending on regulation, etc. Right, but and uh, and in one sense, they're going to take my. I mean, now my job is not a driver, so I think we can get into kind of the socio-economic side of this. But but if I just take my function as driver in the family, uh, will be, you know, I won't have to do that. Maybe after a while, I won't even be allowed to do that uh, by regulation. Um, and. I mean, that could be. I mean, in one sense, I, I sort of like driving, right? But I'm sure that I'm also going to enjoy being in the car and talking to my family more attentively during that period. And, you know, I can just imagine like cars looking very different and allowing very different activities. You know, you can even imagine it like being, you know, the front seats being faced backwards and you're playing a, a board game, you know, in the middle of the car, mm-hmm. uh, which will be fun, you know? Or, for that case, if I want to say, like, creative expression, I could sit there painting or, like, creating something. We could, like, have an AI storyteller uh, creating, like, a role-playing game for us and showing it on screen. And these things are, like, not even science fiction. They're very close. Mm. Uh, I mean, you could, I, I, like, we could build that pretty quickly, I think, today. Like, just a, a role-playing game where you have an AI storyteller and it also generates the pictures for you uh to whatever the scene you're in like that's pretty easy to build I think to be honest uh probably someone is building it or has already but uh yeah so I I'm I'm and just to tie it back right to this what we're talking about like the autonomous agents like in in the knowledge worker world uh, and what you said about our own autonomy like that the car will give me the autonomy to play a board game with my family while driving I did not have that degree of freedom anymore So by having more autonomous AI agents, it gives me more autonomy in my life, just as like, you know, uh, any tool, of course, but like on a much grander scale, I think, because yeah, it sort of extends my own autonomy, right? If the more autonomy it has, the more it
0: extends my sphere of autonomy, I think. Mm. And uh, on the topic of this not being science fiction, uh, I learned yesterday just that um completely autonomous driverless cars is legal in seven states out of 52 in wow in the US. and i learned this from the comments on a on a youtube video where um people were stuck in a waymo a driverless waymo and it was going down a road that was blocked by a, a by a, a truck uh, and um, and there were lots of parked park cars on the side so they couldn't get around and like in the middle of the road was also police, like a motorcycle police. And he was trying to direct the co- the autonomous car to, to swerve into an open parking spot and getting really angry at the car, not <laughs> following instructions. And two passengers in that car being like, we can't do anything. We can't do anything. There's no driver. And the police was like, sir. Swerve over right now, go into that parking spot. And the, and the car was just uh, like trying to move back and forth, not knowing what to do, not uh, understanding the situation at all. And apparently, like this is it's Waymo doing this, and they have one Jaguar self driving driverless car. And uh, it's completely crazy that, and it just shows that the system absolutely not ready to, to handle the edge cases of, of traffic. Where a police officer is giving you the instructions, for example. It's not it's not able to happen. Right. And, and and I mean, what if uh, that could turn into a hostile situation where the police officer took it as as just uh, them blatantly refusing to follow his orders? Like it's it was it was that really triggers my slash excitement mm. spot on. Yeah, it really puts like in perspective, like the the, the just
1: mindset shift that's going to be necessary across society to like understand this, uh, you know, like there are going to be a lot of people being angry at the uh, artificially like AI customer service reps <laughs> <laughs> and like um, as if that thing was alive, which I would argue it's not yet. But um, mm. yeah. um, I think you bring up another interesting point on this, which is. Um, the way this is likely to go and develop, uh, from the point of view of edge cases. Uh, so, if we look at where, like, and and coming back to autonomy and the size of the square you put the um, the agent in, and that it can act within, it's like uh, I don't know, should be a word for this. Probably is like in degrees of freedom, maybe. Like how big its uh, its uh, area of autonomy is. Um, then right now what you can do with agents is put them in very small boxes you can uh, you know you give it a very small set of tools you give it one objective and it uh, will do okay a certain percentage of the times you try it right but i've seen like cool examples when you ask it to like plan an event for you and your family and it really like does a good job and the more tools it has there the more autonomous it's going to be within that function and that will go very very quickly uh, however uh, it will probably be a while until you feel you don't have to double check it um, that and and that, you know, you give it access to your credit card and it does everything for you without you having to approve. Um, and I think that's fine. And if you take that in a work context, um, you know, we're probably going to have like uh, agents running, like say I'm the marketing manager for a startup. Then all of a sudden I'm going to have my little team of, of agents that can do part like of my job or like things for me, like, you know, okay, you are the Twitter generation AI that also goes on Twitter and tries to go for engagement. Right. And then we're going to grow that autonomy, the more safe we feel and the more like give it the more tools and the more autonom, uh, autonomy to act. Maybe, it, you know, I won't allow it to post the tweets by itself in the beginning or place the comments, but it gives, it gives me a task list, you know, two things to do. And then I, you know, approve or I don't approve. Um and I think as well with like uh, but but where I can like either I have to approve uh, or I can take control when I want to. If we go back to this like autonomous driving case, like I would feel much safer in a like like for example in a Tesla, right? You can put on the so-called autonomy, like the 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 self-driving aspect of it, but I can also take over at any time. Um for example in like in that example, I don't think you're able to in a way mode taxi. Um
0: no, the, it apparently it's part of terms of service that you're prohibited. You 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 are you sign a paper saying that I'm not gonna interfere. Whatever happens, I'm not gonna interfere with the driving.
1: Yeah. Which is also like that's a different argument where I think uh Tesla has a real edge because they get the like they really get the date on when driver is needed. Like when is a driver needed, so they really get good data on the edge cases, I think. But but anyhow. Uh but I think that's just that' generally I think we can like um in some case going to be like we start in a small box and then we expand it and and maybe i will have like approval for each thing it does and then i i give it more and more autonomy as in more it can do more and more things without my approval and then you have like the other kind of scenarios which is uh, autonomous um like with autonomous cars that it, it, like the way tesla does it is like it you give it autonomy but you can take it back at any time like that you that yeah. you're like kind of there to supervise um maybe they are quite similar actually but but uh, i think that's like at least for me a good mental framework for how this is going to develop this is like i'm going to have um yeah i'm going to be both able to give more and more autonomy and willing to give more and more autonomy because i'm going to feel safer and safer and i think that's going to be a process for mm. all of us like as people to go along that kind of curve of being comfortable trusting yeah. agents right um
0: the the, the way the, the way I see this go is that um the more involved the AI will be in our lives, the better data it will have as well to make, make choices or make suggestions for where we will go. And that would uh, that will come to a point where um like um right now the kids growing up, they are internet natives in the terms that the internet was always, always present in their lives. Imagine kids growing up uh, being AI native, that the AI was always present in, in their lives. The AI has a complete record of every decision they ever took in their lives. So in many, many decisions, the, the AI is going to make really, really good decisions, especially like if this is 10 years from now. Mm. The suggestion of the AI is going to be probably in like 99% of the cases, exactly what you wanted. Mm. And so are you going to like, how will you know then am I picking this because I trust the AI or because this is the AI predicting what I wanted? Like how, like, mm. how much of autonomy will we lose when every decision we make, like what, like what do I pick up, what what do I eat for lunch, mm. do I do I drive left or right, do I go to this store or, or this store, do I pick this job or this job, yeah, big and small decisions. Like when I rely on the AI, am I giving away my autonomy, or am I gaining autonomy? Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think that's going to differ from person to person. Like with most things, it's like. I don't know a computer. You can just sit and mindlessly scroll Instagram or TikTok, right, or a phone. But you can also use it to learn things and to interact with people and to I don't know, you know, be a part, like a participant and a create like creative expression. And you can be in a consumption kind of mindset. And and we're all in both, right, from different times. But I really think that AI, like on the, what you say, will supercharge that so that I mean, some people will just like. It will be like the the um, what's it called? Like it's uh, Wally, right? The movie, like where they're like the the people are on the spaceship and they're just being driven around, watching some screen, eating, right? That will really be like, uh, like if I just think from like an awareness point of view, like I will not have to be aware if I have an AI making every decision for me, right? I will not have to be there. I can just be you know zoned off. Uh, and that like mm. that's pretty scary actually that's probably the scariest thing with ai for me personally it's like a bit of a zombified part like humanity uh, whereas i think that it has the potential for a much more aware humanity like and for me personally that it it takes away a lot of the things that are um that i have to do but where i like i'd like that's not really me and that that I, where i can't you know like where there's not room for me to participate uh, in, in, like in a creative way and also supercharge and give me abilities where I can be more creative and do more. Uh, but it really will be just like with smartphones, I think. And we'll see if this, like, it, you could argue both ways, but uh, I think it, it has the potential to be like a hyper smartphone in that sense that it really, like, um, becomes hyper TikTok uh, in, 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 like can be
0: that and it can be like something super super creative as well. So so to bring back to this to a very uh, to a, a bit more positive uh, what what becomes very possible if we have an ai involved in a lot more everyday decisions is to set the intention for that ai to work towards. I can be very clear to with the ai with, what is my intentions where in what direction do i want to improve how do I want to eat what people do I want to spend time with and do I, do I want to move towards having more uh, free time or more time, more social time? And it can nudge yeah. my decisions in the right direction. So it can help me actually keep an intention. And it can, I can prompt AI to question my decisions if I am not following the intentions that I've set. Definitely.
1: I think that's a really good point. And, and, I, and I like that. Like it can help me be more of who I want to be and live a life closer to how I want to live my life, Um, whether it's on the level of habits uh, or, uh, you know, relationships or whatever, you know, it's because, I mean, I don't know, this is another topic, but like, there's a very strong argument to be made that that we as humans are like one, like our bodies are inherently lazy, they want to be energy preserving. Uh, And I can definitely sense that in myself, at least. Uh, And there is a bit of a constant struggle not to like, eat that thing or you know to go do that work like you know depending on it um or to you know watch in- instagram and then stop doing it you know that breaking away from that mm-hmm. right there's something in 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 that and i think that ai can be a real support in like living a more um alive life in that sense like in aligned with with what we want and how we want to live so i think that's a really interesting point if i would bounce like uh take this back even closer to reality and just like if we look at like where we are now and, and and where we're going. What where do you like? Do you have any thoughts around like? And I mean, this obviously ties into to what we're doing at Multiply, right? But uh, do you have any like? Where do you think the really like the 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 um, the, uh, the next steps that we really like? What will be the the way that this goes mainstream? You know, ChatGPT really captured the the public imagination and and a lot of people, especially yeah. younger people, are using it. Like, in what way do you think this will?
0: Start affecting like people's lives broadly. I I think that uh, a small step in that direction was uh, uh, the launch of of tools. Now OpenAI hasn't really launched tools; they've announced the launch, upcoming launch, because it's very uh, it's not it's not widely uh, available. Um, however, when the opposite becomes true, that the AI is present and can autonomously drive. All our tools, like um, all our uh, social media and our work tools, and and uh, our communication devices, or or Slack or whatever, then it, it becomes a um, a really big um, driver for for change, and uh, and also when we start using it as a collective tool, that we have, um, we see an AI agent as someone. I'm not using it for to to enhance my own productivity but when you and me are in a meeting and we are collectively addressing an agent saying can you can you do this can you take take this task and uh, or maybe not can but take this task we will be more a bit more <laughs> affirmative uh, then I, I think that's that's when um, that that would be. Signs that big change is coming when that capability arrives. Yeah, and I also think when it's proactive. You talked about this previously, but
1: it's like when we're in that meeting and it says, "Hey, don't forget this thing from the last meeting." Yes. Or here are the key takeaways. When it's that that seamless, just as in when it's not like I'm in my tool and I prompt the AI, but the AI is proactive Mm. and. and can, you know, you ask it to do something and then it does it for a while and then it comes back, <laughs> you know. I think that's mm. going to be... But, but I agree. I think on the tools side, both in this new ent- interface that are like the AI models themselves, say if ChatGPT continues to be a consumer product um, and it has tools, I think that's going to be... Uh, you ask it to do something and it goes and does it for you for a period of time. Mm. I think that's going to be like an early one. And... Of course, on the other side, implemented in the tools. I think that's what I just said. Like when it's like more proactive,
0: uh, I think will be a big, big shift. That's that's quite close at hand. Um, I've I've I've, uh, often had this kind of canary bird um, um, approach to keeping track of of uh, technical development. Like for a long time, I was uh, uh, not repeatedly, but with six months apart, I, I just looked to see if the Beatles were st- were on Spotify yet or were available mm. in streaming, and I actually stopped doing it because their music company was so was so uh, stubborn. Mm. I I think that the Beatles are still not on Spotify, mm. but I haven't checked in a, in many years now. And then when AI agents or when chat based AI started popping up, I I I just asked every. Every new model I could find to uh, just to have a benchmark, I asked them the same question, which is like, how many pineapples can fit into a suitcase, and make reasonable assumptions about that. Like, and and in the uh, that was very like, and actually, GPT four is the first one to reliable to get around get the answer right. Before that, the the answer could be any anywhere between two and ten thousand, or like twenty six thousand, mm. uh, like. Uh, and an auto GPT doesn't even uh, get it always right, but GPT four does. Mm. And um, and what I have sort of as my benchmark uh, for autonomous AI. I, I, I think this will take a, a while, but uh, I look forward to the day when I'm in a meeting and and an AI sort of interrupts the conversation to say hey guys I actually think that you you are talking about the same thing you Mm -hmm. just have different words to describe it and that's why you're not connecting on this topic and so that's what I'm looking out for as a as a technical benchmark on autonomous AI cool yeah I mean
1: I think let's I mean maybe we're going to start rounding off there right but I think uh, just I think that, like, I would love to explore that next time, like um, what you said, like how AI will help us co-create as multiple people, because right right now it's in, yeah, I'd say it's in pretty much every way, single player tools, even when it's implemented in multiplayer tools. Um, And I think that's because it's like me giving it an order and it does it, the prompting thing. It's not proactive. It's not autonomous yet Um, in any, like, uh, in any multiplayer sense. So, I think that ties into, very like, I, I think let's explore that, like, what multiplayer and AI, uh, which will tie into, like, a favorite topic of ours, uh, like collective intelligence and co-creation as well.
0: But let's uh, let's save that for another episode. Maybe the next one. Yes. Let's do that. All right. Looking forward to that. And thank you, dear listener, for being with us today. And um, feel free to get in touch at uh, martin or rasmus at multiply.co to talk to us about AI. And this was an episode of co-creating with AI. See you next time. See you next time. Thanks, Martin.